One, two, is on? Well, let me talk to you. A little bit of the bubbly. Party, party, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah! It's not hot! Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the WrestleGetting Podcast. I am your host, the Heat, Chris Matthews. Joining us this week, as always, Garrett G. Money Mun and the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossan. Fellas, what is going on? Psyched for another edition to sit here and talk some wrestling. Because let me tell you something, Daddy. Whether you like it or you don't like it, you might as well get used to it. Because it's the best podcast you'll listen to today. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, ain't that the truth? If we don't think we're the best, we're not going to be the best. That's for sure. Oh, tons of fun today. Sipping on some Voodoo Ranger IPA. That's oh, pretty disgusting. good. I like it. Yeah, you're you're an IPA drinker. I am not. I this is honestly like one of the like. Uh, it's not one of the first. I've had other IPAs before, but it's not bad. Yeah. I like it. My brother-in-law left it um, when he left, so it's been in my fridge for since like beginning of November. So I figured I just might as well drink it. Jay's will be so mad when he comes back. <laughs> no, it's not there. <laughs> damn it! Who drank my freaking mini ring? When he comes back next year. <laughs> oh man. All right, so another action-packed, fun-filled-packed episode get into this week. Um, as always, be sure to follow us on social media. Uh, it's WrestleGannon Pod on Twitter with one D. WrestleGannon Pod on Instagram with two D. I think I'm screwing up our social medias. <laughs> I mean, at this point, uh-huh. if you, you you just spell WrestleGannon Podcast, and if Pretty you much. spell it with two Ds and it doesn't work. Remove a D, and then you spelled it right. <laughs> unless you're on, unless yeah. you're on Pornhub, and then it's with three Ds. Three Ds, <laughs> three little Ds. <laughs> oh man! Or you can just click the link tree that's in every single post promoting every single episode that we drop. Everything's right there, including the merch store, which we got a new shirt up. I'm loving this shirt. I know you guys are loving it. Check out the For the Collection shirt. Um, I know I posted on Twitter yesterday that was For the Collector. I kind of tweaked it today because I thought For the Collection sounded better. Bonus points if you guys can tell me the silhouettes of the figures that I used. Like whose silhouette is it? You talking, talking to us? I don't, I don't, fucking yeah, know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't remember. Hold on, let me look at it. Maybe I could. <laughs> I'm gonna go look at my collection real quick and see if I can spot them out. <laughs> yeah, let me go look at my collection real quick. So. <laughs> um, hmm. well, one's Macho Man. I'm gonna pull up the image. <laughs> I mean, one's one of them's obviously Macho Man. One of them looks like <sighs> Ultimate Warrior. If I'm gonna be honest, but I could be wrong. Uh, no, it's not. I it's not Macho it. Man. It's uh, uh, Jimmy Snooker. 
He's not even telling if it's in her right, which is the funniest part. Um, <laughs> the Ultimate Warrior and um, fucking who looks like that? Darth Vader. Darth Vader. <laughs> well, you guys were on the right track with the Macho Man. It's actually all three of them are different variations of Macho Man's action figures. Ah, I should have known. They so actually all his... kind of look like the Macho Man, but I was like, there's the, no uh, way to do all Macho Man. Yeah. Oh, come on. You think, <laughs> really? Yeah, right. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, wait, yeah, you would. Oh, man. I was trying to think of someone who had like figures that span like different companies. I didn't want to use Hogan. So, like, Macho Man was, like, the next best option. Macho Man and um, Ultimate Warrior probably would have been a good one. But the in the T for collection is the LJN Macho Man. So, that would have been his first action figure. Probably had that. The left-hand side. The left-hand side is the Hasbro, the first release Hasbro, the Macho Man. And the right-hand side is the WCW Toy Biz Macho Man figure. Nice. I was like, I, I thought it was cool. I was like, we'll do this. So it was fun. So, uh, yeah, so there's that. Um, sticking with the shirt, we're actually going to be giving away a shirt on our New Year's, New Year's Day edition of the podcast, which will be dropping on January 1st. Um, and that's just going to be the standard WrestleMania, WrestleGetting podcast style shirt. Um, basically, all you got to do, there's a pin tweet. You just got to take a screenshot. Uh, of yourself of uh, listening to the podcast so you know screenshot the podcast on the phone or whatever whatever app you're using to listen to it and post it on that thread or post it on your twitter feed and just tag um at russell getting podcast or russell getting pod and we'll take it from there and then we'll announce a winner on that january 1st edition so pretty psyched so it's just a way to say thank you for all the support that you guys have given us through this year i know 2020 has been a difficult year for a lot of people uh we really appreciate you giving us uh, an hour to two hours of your time um each week so it's a way like i said just a way of us saying thank you and for another giveaway you can check out the fig cave on instagram for the chance to win the elite 77 fiend figure so the very first fiend elite figure uh, once they hit 200 followers, well, we'll be giving that away. Um, that, of course, is donated by us. So pretty psyched to be be involved in that. And then you can check out the Fig Cave on Instagram. Uh, it's a different kind of wrestling figure group. It's a fun one. Lots of fun to be in. Uh, it's a great place for people to talk about their collection, show off their collection, buy, sell, trade figures. The cool thing with buying and selling figures in this group is if it is a product that is still on the shelf, it's retail plus shipping so you're not being scalped like they're not gonna they're not gonna overcharge you like a ridiculous amount of money for that legends chase jake the snake roberts as it's still on the shelves will be retail plus shipping actual shipping so so much fun in that group so definitely check that out that's actually linked in our link tree uh which again you can find on just about every one of our social media handles so right so there is that. You guys, got anything follow up wise? No, I'm good. Nope. 
someday you guys are just gonna come out the blue like yeah you know what i got something i'll be like you well, said let me tell you something brother got some bigger news it's all a mock of the new john cena it's gonna be him with like his new dad hair and he's gonna be in a suit He's going to hold like a microphone. He could put it in his back pocket. It's going to be awesome, dude. <laughs> Speaking of that, I really want them to do a John Cena in that NWO attire from the his match with oh, Bray no. Wyatt. I want that figure. <laughs> <laughs> no, the only thing, honestly, if you really, I think it would be kind of funny is that they made a figure of like, Bray Wyatt, but he has the like workout gear as accessories. Oh, that'd be awesome! That would be awesome. <laughs> I, could, I could literally do a two pack and give me Bray Wyatt and John Cena and NWO shirts with Bray Wyatt with the leather jacket on. So freaking sweet! Or sorry, it'd be too sweet. Oh man, all right, let's get into the news. <laughs> Hotline fans, I have got a hotline rumor for you. The number, what's the number? Let me call the number. In the Hulkster's hotline, you may do so by dialing one 900 All right, the news this week is brought to you by Date Nights in a Box. I'll tell you, if you're going to be stuck at home with your significant other, why not have something to pass the time? Go ahead and let Date Nights in a Box help you plan the perfect evening, guaranteed to help you get lucky. Oh, yeah. You can check out datenightsthebox.createjoint.com and sign up for your subscription today. Good stuff there. All right. A uh, couple big tidbits of news this week involving Hall of Fames. Hall of Fame. So we've got the Hall of Fames, Hall of Fames. And one of them is actually the WWE Hall of Fame. I'll start off with this one first. Uh, Ric Flair stated in a recent interview that WWE is building a physical Hall of Fame in Orlando as they purchased one of his robes from him to put on display in the Hall of Fame. Um, but because of all the COVID stuff and all the regulations, actual construction of the building kind of halted a little bit. I personally think it's about damn time WWE does a physical Hall of Fame. With the amount of people that WWE is inducted, there's no reason why they shouldn't have a physical Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, I've been to so far two Hall of Fames of other genres and things. And, I mean, they definitely have the material to do so. Definitely. Like, what's the point of having those, like, bronze statues made if they're just going to hang out at WWE's corporate office? Why not put them in a Hall of Fame where fans can actually come and appreciate them? Right. I mean, they could. They should just do like how they have it at like the Football Hall of Fame because at the Football Hall of Fame they have like all the like face sculpts of all the different people inducted and like it's like all in a row and they're separated by like years they were inducted. But then they also have like memorabilia all throughout it too. The fucking place is enormous. Yeah, but they're to be probably awesome. overcharged to go to it. Um... Oh yeah! If we're gonna do a wrestling thing, we should do. We should I, have like a a national uh, 
uh, museum for wrestling or something like at the Smithsonian. Uh, so it'd be free for uh, the public. That would that would be pretty cool. I know there's a few different Hall of Fames throughout the country. Um, I think there's one in Texas. There are now two in New York, uh, which there's one opening. Um, it's the International Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. Uh, they announced their first class of inductees. Uh, they're actually located in Catskill, New York, so not that far from Albany. Uh, so they're inducting Bruno San Martino, Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, Antonio Inaki, Mill Mascaris, Andre the Giant, Luthez, Buddy Rogers, Frank Gotch, Giant Baba, Terry Funk, Ed the Stranger Lewis, Satoru Sayama, the original Tiger Mask, and a whole slew of other people. There is literally like 20 people that they have announced for their first, oh, their first batch bat. of inductees. Their first batch. They just opened this say, whole thing. Like, that's a pretty like, large class. Uh, like, you're going to run out of wrestlers yeah. if you do it that big every year. <laughs> you know, but they, they also are in possession of Bruno San Martino's original WWF WWF championship title belt, and that'll be enshrined in their Hall of Fame as well. So that's actually pretty cool. Next time I go back home, because I'm from upstate New York, maybe I'll take a, a little drive out to uh, Catskill and check that out. So pretty cool. Physical Hall of Fames are always good. Like I don't understand why we they can't get a physical Hall of Fame at all. It's just insane as to why there's not a physical Hall of Fame. I mean, the coolest one is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I've never, I've never been to a Hall of Fame, <laughs> and I live down the street from from one. So. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm laughing. My uh, family has dropped in on the dot that I have downstairs in the basement. So all I hear is Bishop going, "Hi, Daddy." Hi, Daddy. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yes, dear. It's in the fridge. On the shelf. We're going to have to take a quick break. <laughs> All right. All right, hold on. I'll be back in a couple minutes. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys, we are back. Um, quick, brief little intermission right there. Sorry. Um, forgot to grab a couple things when I was upstairs. I need to come downstairs to the fridge down here. Uh, one of them being like extra yogurt for the kids. So definitely did not want to leave that out. (laughs) Not have been good. Uh, All right. So figure news. Mattel had some uh, pretty big announcements. We are actually getting a comma, the Supreme fighting machine action figure. Yes. I'm excited for that one. It even comes with the gold chain that he made out of Undertaker's urn. 
Oh, cool. Nice. Unfortunately, it's going to be a Walmart exclusive. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, shitty. Fucking Walmart. Shitty, shitty, shitty. I hate Walmart. Uh, what else are we getting? A ringside exclusive, Russell Mania 12 Ultimate Warrior, which looks uh, pretty fucking awesome. The box is amazing for that. I'm pretty psyched to see that as well. We're getting a Elite 86 uh, and Ouch Triple H will be the chase for that line. So he's going to have purple tights or red tights, which the purple looks better than the red, in my opinion. So it's like the long tights with the like the like regal looking H logo on them, like yeah. pre, like beginning of DX type tights. Yeah, fuck Triple H. <laughs> you might come with a fake sledgehammer too. Uh, then they're putting out a new Wrecking Slammobile. This one's gonna be blue and will come with the Rock. I don't know why the rock needs to come with a car that breaks apart. I don't know why they didn't put the big show or Mark Henry in there, but I guess someone who doesn't wrestle anymore is going to sell that car. Awesome. You smell with the rock is cooking. <laughs> uh, also saw images for elite 83 figures that we haven't seen images before, which is the Michael PS Hayes. I know Carl's definitely gonna be looking forward to that one. Does he have his Confederate flag face paint? He does not. Oh, man. I don't think they're going to put out anything like that. This one doesn't even come with the robe that he used to wear. <laughs> um, it's just him with a uh, uh, Freebirds t-shirt. Right, this is Freebirds. Uh, Michael PSA shirt. Well, it still looks pretty cool. Looks solid figure. Yeah. Um, side note, I actually used to have Jax when they had the, um, the WWE license, they did a three pack of the free birds and actually had that and oh, ended really? up selling it. Yeah. It was actually cool. Cause they had, um, Michael PSAs had the Confederate flag, um, robe and stuff. Then actually came with Terry Gordy and. Uh, the other dude, I can't, I can't even remember his name right now, but uh, yeah, he's actually got a Bad Street USA shirt on that comes with the figure. So oh, okay. red trunks, Bad Street USA. You should come with a fanny pack. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yep, that'd be awesome. Uh, what else we saw? So Elite eighty three, we saw the Sasha Banks figure as well, and. Edge, Edge, which will be the chase. So it's um current Edge, so old man Edge with the uh, the gray beard. So he'll be in silver tights. Where's that damn picture? Oh, come on, man. It's like showing me everything but this damn Edge. I don't care about the rock slambulance. <laughs> Good Lord. It's Triple H and purple, Triple H and red. Actually, the red looks pretty good. What the F? Okay. Let me go back here. Does the Triple H come with the China? Uh, there was a two-pack of Triple H from China that released uh, a few months ago. 
this Triple H does not come with the China. Uh, let's see. Okay, so it's Edge. He'll be the chase. It's silver. His silver ring attire and then his black ring attire. So from Mania and then... Um, fuck was the pay-per-view after Mania? Extreme Rules? Um, yeah, I think so. Over Extreme Rules. Rules. I don't know. So it's those two ring attires. So. Looks pretty cool. Are they extreme rules? Extreme rules or um, not hey. extreme rules? Okay. Uh, basic one seventeen. We saw images of Tony Storm. Uh, she'll be the chase in that set. She'll be in blue ring attire or red. And then we got Otis and Tucker. Their first basic figures. Um, each one of them do not have a singlet on, which is kind of scary. So yeah. Oh God. Yep. Is that what is that the first Tony Storm or the second? First. Tony Storm's first figure. Okay. Pretty cool. Come with a Tim Storm. Yeah. Come with a what? A Tim Storm. Storm. Oh, a Tim Storm. (laughs) They should do they should do like a Tony a Tony a Tony Storm or Tim Storm and a Lance Storm three pack. <laughs> I like that. that would be awesome. Wait, what's this? Did I miss this? This just came out today. No, same thing. Breaking news. Uh no, this is just a um link to what we just talked about. So this is all stuff that came out yesterday. Yep. Uh, we are getting new Funko Pops as well. We got a diamond Ric Flair that comes with an enamel pin, which will be a GameStop exclusive, a Walmart exclusive Macho Man Randy Savage, and up for pre-order now. Uh, I think actually all those are up for pre-order. And uh, There's an Undertaker, Amazon exclusive, which will be the uh, Boneyard Undertaker. Oh, okay. Boneyard. Nice. Okay. Does it come with AJ? I saw we got some new ones in the store. I don't know if you saw them. Did we get them in the store? Yeah, I think so. It's like a rock one. Yeah, we didn't have we didn't have the Macho Man for that one. That set, which is one I was looking for. Ah, uh, kind of sucks. But yeah, kind of sucks. Old thing sucks. Old thing sucks. So, yeah, so there's that. Uh, let's see. Um, other figure news, big figure news coming out of AEW. Mock images and some loose images of Unrivaled Series Three showing up online. Um. Of course, their official release from Jeremy Fidauer and AEW. They are up for pre-order on Ringside Collectibles. They were. I don't know if they still are. They're probably sold out by now. Um, so Series 3 will have Rio, which will come with the women's title. Uh, there will also be a 1 of 1,000 chase figure for Rio. Uh, just different ring attire. Uh, we're getting new figures of the Young Bucks in different attire. Uh, Orange Cassidy, which we knew about that from a few months ago. Uh, Darby Allen, which we knew about as well. Allen will also have a 1 in 500 with the uh, black and white um, paint on half of his body. And we're getting the Bastard Pock to round out that set. Pretty cool. I'm super excited for the Orange Cassidy because he can put his hands in his pockets. And we'll come with like the full. Go ahead. And Darby Allen with a skateboard. Darby Allen does have a skateboard. 
And his sister's tights. And his uh, and his sister's tights. <laughs> uh, Rio comes with a phone that will get you directly to Kenny Omega. So you can complain about Rio not being on TV. It's one of those things. Like, why do you make a figure of Rio but not Shida? She did definitely. Well, it's more. Well, it's because Rio was the first women's oh. champion. Yeah. yeah, I know. But have we seen her on TV since she lost? No. No, haven't. I think I don't know. Is she still under contract with the company? I don't think. I have no, no idea. She had have to be right for them to make a figure of her. I would assume yeah. so. No, they, she wouldn't have to be a bad at it in the deal like. when they started making the figure. I mean, they could have been too far along in production to cancel the figure. I mean, maybe. It could just be that uh, she got injured or something. No, she is. Yeah, she is still signed to AEW. She's just unable to wrestle due to uh, COVID-19 restrictions still. Uh, she must be stuck in... Yeah, so she's she's in Japan. So. That would be why. Why we haven't seen her and like some of the other Jap- aside from Sheeta, because I think Sheeta actually lives in the U.S. now. Um, but I think it's her, the uh, the genie chick, the chick that dresses like Freddie Mercury, like pretty much all their Japanese women. We have not seen outside of Sheeta since um, the whole COVID pandemic. That's true. That about that. So that actually explains a lot. Well, that's uh, that's pretty much it for the news and the figure news. Coming out of there, um, and some non-wrestling figure news. Uh, the Ninja Turtles two packs of Splinter and Baxter Stockman are starting to show up in Target stores on the West Coast. So look for those if you're on the East Coast relatively soon. Um, you can check our Twitter for the DPCIs for those as well. But they will not show up as being on hand because it is a vendor-controlled item. Just wanted to let you all know about that as well. Um, so if you do come into any of the Target stores and you ask with those DPCIs and they show zero on hand, it's because it's a vendor item. Don't be a dick. Let them do their jobs. If you're cool, they'll probably help you a little more than if you're being a dick to them. Just saying. First-hand experience. No. I mean, I, I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, you guys that want to be dicks to us, I mean, do you, would you want us to come up to you and be like, hey, you don't have what I want. You're a fucking dick. Oh, oh. No, you wouldn't. So quit being a dick. You know, stop being a little mama's J-boy and grow a fucking pair. Understand we don't always have what the fuck you want. And if you want to cry, leave that shit at home. And Yes. Hundred percent agree. Um, got enough to deal with it. Fucking work. Don't need your little bitch ass Darby Allen wannabe <laughs> coming into my store talking some shit like you think you know what's going on. Um, also, also showing up in stores is the Ultimate Krang um, Android figure as well. So those uh will be showing up relatively soon throughout the country, and looks like they're going to be in. Plenty supply for everyone. Most stores that I've seen reports from have gotten at least 10 of each one. So keep an eye out for those if you're really into the turtles. I want the Krang figure just because it's cheaper than buying the vintage Playmates one. 
I'm not spending $60 on it when I can spend like 30 and get one that's got more accessories. So yeah. All right. So that's going to take care of the news. You guys ready to jump in the ring? Because I'm ready to jump in the ring. Sure. Let's get in the ring. I did not watch SmackDown. I never watched SmackDown. Like, did I watch SmackDown? I don't know what I watched this week. I really, I watched a, I watched AEW. That's all I watched. I'm pretty sure. Okay. It's really, it's hard for me to watch SmackDown. Like, there's a bunch of guys on SmackDown that I like. You know, like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, Daniel Bryan. I do like Roman more now with the storyline that they've been giving him. But um, it's just it's hard for me to to do it. Like Friday night is a hard night, especially when you got kids to like sit down and actually watch something that you want to watch. And then on top of that, like by the time Monday gets here, I don't want to watch it. So so I'm not watching the Hulu version or the the DVR version that I have. So. But um, a couple of the big things coming out of there. Of course, we had more with Roman and Owens. And we also had Carmella beat the shit out of Sasha Banks. Like she, like from what I saw on social media, she went to town on Sasha. Like full on like busting bottles over her back. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. But uh, Carmella does have a nice new entrance. New entrance song. Pretty solid. Full commitment on this new Carmella character. So. Good for them. Uh, Monday Night Raw. I did not watch all of this either. No, actually, I did. I don't know that I watched. Did I watch any of Raw? I don't think I watched any I of did, Raw. I did watch Raw. I fast-forwarded through the majority of it because, in all honesty, like I don't think I could have made through it, made it through this entire edition of Raw without fast-forwarding through most of it. Um. So there's one thing I want to talk about because I'm curious. Because I thought about this. You do you think Oscar's opponent's gonna actually be uh, Mandy Rose? Yeah, her her teammate. I don't see why not. See, I thought of it this way. I think it might be Charlotte Flair. That could be. Is she on Raw? Is she on SmackDown? Charlotte's on Raw. Right. I thought about that too. She's supposed to be coming back like relatively soon. So I thought about that. This too. would be the great way to bring her back. Right. So I honestly would not be surprised if Charlotte is Lana's or not Lana. Yeah, Lana's replacement for TLC this weekend. Yeah. Um yeah, they kicked off the show with a nightmare before TLC thing that the Miz was reading. Just completely, utterly stupid and ridiculous. It was like it's not so much that it's just how they're like Morrison coming back to WWE had a so much hype around it and he's just playing second fiddle to the Miz you're talking about someone who left and became world champion in numerous promotions in the US and Mexico 
and is now just playing second fiddle to the Miz. Yep. Just, just ridiculous. Like they can't even get the dude like a IC title or US title run, something like. Well, I mean, they beat up Keith Lee, didn't they? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, but still, like, it's not. I don't know. It's it's just stupid. So, uh, I think he deserves a little bit more than than what they're giving him. At least give him like a tag title run or something. Damn. I just don't like I had the, that on SmackDown. I just don't like how weak they made. They've made uh, him and Miz look pretty weak. Like I don't see how you yeah. can legitimize either one of them. Maybe like next year, like have them go away for a couple months and then come back as badasses. But I mean, they beat up, got beat up by McIntyre, like. Every single week. Yeah. So. I mean, Carl, once you put it, any tag team in a two-on-one, you know they're too weak to be anybody. What? I mean, very rarely do you put tag teams in a two-on-one and they're like badasses. Yeah, I know, but I mean, those people that you put two-on-one are usually like mid-card guys that are not that good. You don't have like you never seen like fucking Stone Cold and The Rock on a like two on one where they got demolished by the Undertaker or nothing. Nope, that just happened to Big Show and um, whoever the hell his uh Jericho. No, it wasn't Jericho. It was um, it was supposed to be a tag team match at WrestleMania. It was Undertaker and um, it was supposed to be Nathan Jones, I think. Yeah, and he said, and it was um, it was supposed to be Big Show and someone else. And it ended up, I think it's Big Show and Mark Henry. I think I'm not 100 percent positive on that. I might have to look it up. But um, it ended up being a uh, handicap match because Nathan Jones got injured or something happened to him. And then like Big Show and whoever is a tag team partner where he got like destroyed by Undertaker. Of course, it's Undertaker. Undertaker is not of this world. Yeah. And he doesn't wear a skirt. Like once you get beat up by a guy that wears a skirt. Like, uh, it was um it was A train and Big Show. Yeah, that's mid card guys. Like Big Show and A Train at that time was like mid card. Yep. Yeah, and so it was supposed to be Nathan Jones and Undertaker. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Uh, let's see. So Lana's out of TLC. Mandy Rose returns. We already talked a little bit about that. Pretty much the only thing to watch Raw for is anything involving the Hurt Business and mm-hmm. Randy Orton, The Fiend, and Alexa Bliss. Like That's Which, that's Alexa pretty Bliss? much the big thing. Speaking so. of, did Alexa you hear Bliss about the stipulation they added to their match? What? To which one? The Randy Orton... Uh... Isn't match. it a T? It's not a TLC match. What kind of match is it? No, it's a Firefly Inferno match. Firefly Inferno match. Yeah. Ooh. They announced that. Today. When's the last time we've had? We haven't had an Inferno match in a long ass time. No, nah, it's been a while. Right, but it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, especially with how they ended Raw. I'm guessing the Fiend's probably gonna lose there. Because, I mean, the little bitty ass tights that Randy Orton wears, there's no way they're going to set those on fire. 
Oh man. Hey, you never know. Or maybe something completely different. They could go cinematic with it too. Mm. And not actually have like a full full match. Because they haven't done anything cinematic in a while. Yeah, but I wish they could be an opportunity to do that. Uh, it depends on the match. Like some of it actually comes off pretty well. I mean the the Undertaker. I give him the Undertaker. The Undertaker came off like pretty well. Other than that, like every other cinematic match. No, just... some of the, some of those other ones, especially like the um, the greatest wrestling match between Orton and Edge, just it was like meh. Like that it should have just been an actual wrestling match. That, that was, I thought it was. No, it was a regular match. It just had uh, like well, they, crowd noise. It just had it just had stuff in it. Yeah, yeah it had like crowd noises. Crowd noise, but they they filmed it though. I mean, if you want to talk about cinematics that were bad, Adam Cole and uh, uh, um, Velveteen Dream. Dream was bad. <laughs> I I wasn't a fan of the uh, uh, John Cena Bray Wyatt match. I mean, but everybody else was in more of a. What wasn't the? Um, can't you put the fucking money the bank contract in that too? What was the yeah the money in the bank contract good. the yeah money in the bank the AW, both of them worked the AW one was kind of trash too uh, what was it oh uh, the um the inner circle versus the elite Sweet. yeah was that like the elite deletion match or something like that yeah yeah it was it was fucking stupid yeah the only the only the best thing about that one was freaking inner circle and the football jerseys. And then the uh, the one with uh, Matt Hardy and uh, 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 oh, Sammy Guevara. Guevara at the Hardy compound. They went to his house and they had like little shitty yeah. fireworks. I mean, I know yeah, you like it because Hurricane was there, but. <laughs> that's how all those matches are, though. Since they did that first um, Ultimate Deletion match in TNA, they've all been like that. I know, but I, I'm not like a fan of it. It's literally like you can just enter, insert random wrestler against Matt Hardy, and it's the same type of matchup with just different little theatric sure. things in there. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, so there's that. Um, Orton and the Fiend. I'm really digging the Hurt Business and New Day angle, especially for with the tag team titles thrown in there. They you better give. Can't Hurt tell me the title. I was going to say, you can't tell me that Shelton and Cedric aren't winning those titles anytime soon. I thought they were wrestling at the pay-per-view. I don't remember this. They should be. I didn't, They didn't have the, like, the full card up when I did the notes. Oh, let me see. I'm going to look it up right now. TLC. New day versus her business. Nice. New day versus her business. Is that the only match that they, the only extra match that they added? I or think no so. Another one on here that I'm reading says there, there's like a uh, uh, predictions of like matches they have on here. One of them is, which they'll probably announce tomorrow, Street Profits versus Ziggler and, and Robert Roode. Oh, God. Since they've been kind of hinting at that anyway. 
Yeah, they'll probably be, one of these is going to be on the pre-show. Yeah. The other one on here is Lashley versus Riddle for the title. It's like rumor. Okay. Yeah, I'm surprised the last one I'm not even going to say. The last one I'm not even going to say. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, so Hurt Business New Day. I'm looking forward to that. That's that triple that uh, six man tag match looks pretty good on Raw. That's probably like one of the best things besides the um oh as actual matches go. That's probably the best match on Raw. A six man tag match. And then like the the Orton Fiend segment was pretty solid, like setting that box on fire and like the Fiend just springing up after a couple minutes because you know Bray Wyatt had to change clothes. Actually, had to put his contacts in too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, awesome! So, so there is that. Uh, let's get into NXT. Uh, we had the return. Carrying Cross wrestled, pretty much demolished the jobber that he was with. Uh, we had Pete Dunn take out Kyle O'Reilly for number one contender. So Kyle O'Reilly is going on to face Finn at New Year's Evil. Uh, we had more with Johnny Gargano in the way. It's just Wednesday night, like NXT and AEW just felt kind of black. Yeah. I thought we're getting like, back to the just, Loomis who's going to be the the host of New Year's Evil. Yeah, I don't understand that one. Like, he doesn't talk. True. So he's just going to draw pictures all I, night? My, yeah. whole there, there, everybody. my whole point is why do they need <laughs> a host every single pay-per-view? I don't know. Like, Shotzi was perfect. Recently. Like Shotzi was perfect, but like they don't have to do it for every pay per view. No, no, it just it doesn't make any sense. So, yeah. and we also are getting a uh, uh, priest and cross at New Year's Evil as well. What'd you say? I said we're getting priest and cross. Oh New yeah, Year's New Year's Evil. Evil. Well. Yep. Oh, that'd be good. Oh, that's gonna be a good match. But, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to Kyle O'Reilly and Finnegan. That that's going to be a great matchup. Oh, yeah. so, especially since you know their last match they had was phenomenal. Um, yeah. So that's that was NXT. Like, so there wasn't much going on on NXT. You had more with um Ripley and uh, Gonzalez during the main event, uh, which was Ripley versus Tony Storm. Uh, more with Shotzi and Candice. Uh, with Shotzi taking on Indy Hartwell and uh, Indy basically breaking uh, Candace's trophy on Shotzi getting DQ'd. Lots of fun stuff there. All right. TLC is going to be Sunday night this coming Sunday. So let's run down what we've got so far. Uh, we've got the WWE Championship TLC match, Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles. TLC match for the Universal Championship, Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. The SmackDown Women's Championship, Sasha Banks versus Carmella. Women's Tag Team Championship Tables match, Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler versus Asuka and a mystery partner. Firefly Inferno match now, The Fiend versus Randy Orton. And the Raw Tag Team Championship match, The New Day versus The Hurt Business. Are we doing picks? Let's do some picks. Let's start with uh let's start with the bottom here, New Day versus the Hurt Business. Give me the Hurt Business. 
And if they don't win, I'm I fucking think... not watching WWE again. Cancel, <laughs> cancel my network. Cancel my network. Everything. Everything fucking sucks. Uh, I think Hurt Business is due for a win here, so I'm definitely I'm going Hurt Business. Today. I agree. Give me Hurt the business. business definitely needs a win. Give me the biz. All right, Firefly Infernal match: The Fiend versus Orton. I'm going with Randy Orton. Then comes Randall Keith. Garrett, you're taking Orton too. No, man, I'm picking the Fiend. I ain't picking you're Randall picking Keith. Randall <laughs> Keith is gonna lose. And they're gonna I'm turn taking... him face. And he'll be a nice guy again. Yep. I'm going with the Fiend as well. All right. Women's Tag Team Championship tables match. It's too bad Lana. Well, I guess it's a good thing Lana's not involved in this match anymore because she's hurt and tables really don't go together. Hey, it's it's the best feud of 2020. Lana versus the table. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, awesome. So, Carl, who you got? Um, I don't really know this match where they're going to go. Um, I probably, huh? What do you say, Garrett? I'd say nothing. Oh, I thought you were going to throw out your prediction or something. I was going to go uh, the opposite of whatever you went. Uh, well, I'm going. Uh, I'm, I'm just calling it now. It's going to be Oscar. And, I'm going Oscar and Charlotte. What I, what I think's going to happen. So I'm going to pick Oscar already. I think it's going to be Charlotte as her tag partner. And we're going to hope it's right. Well, because my predictions outside of predictions are always wrong. That means uh, Nia and China are retaining. <laughs> You want to go with uh, bonus points for Oscar uh, as mystery partner? Asa's uh, uh, mystery partner is um, going to be um, Mickey James. Uh, I could, I could get behind that. I could see that. That's sad. I could see that though. I could I could always yeah. get behind Mickey James. I mean, I'm just saying, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh I'm going with Shayna and Nyla retaining as well. I don't see them dropping the titles anytime soon. Which I could be wrong, which definitely. Um that's kind of a tough one for mystery partner. I'm going with a bonus pick here, but I'm gonna say Kyrie Sane. We get one more match with Kyrie. Maybe. Is she even signed with WWE anymore? I think she's working. I think she's more of like an ambassador type thing now. Interesting. Huh. Interesting. Is she in America? I like it. In America. I don't know. Because, yeah. you know, uh, it's a good. It says. 
All right. Sasha Banks and Carmella. Give me Sasha Banks. Yeah, I'm going Sasha too. I don't see Carmella's not winning the title right now. Nah, cause she she sucks. Uh Roman versus Owens TLC match. Give me the tribal chief Goldberg. I'm just kidding. Uh, Rory. So he can lose to Gilbert. Think, uh, Kevin Owens is going to be the guy to take it off of. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 Give me Roman Reigns. Yeah, I think Roman's definitely retained it. He's not losing that title anytime soon. I don't like the way they've been building him up as like the beast that he, sh- that he is. Right now, it's I don't really see him dropping that belt, especially as much as I love Kevin to, Owens. Can uh, lose it to Gilbert. Yeah, that's going to be Goldberg, unfortunately. Gilbert, he's not going to lose it to Goldberg. Gilbert. I Listen, think he... I have not one time said Goldberg. I've said Gilbert. So get it right. Gilbert retired. Yeah. Well, he's going to come out of retirement. And, and then he was also the also chief. recently hospitalized for like a mild heart attack. Well, he's going to get out of the only, only, way, only way he wins is he comes back as a toxic turtle after destroying <laughs> after destroying <laughs> Oh my god! The toxic turtles! The Toxic Turtles. <laughs> They've taken out Retribution. <laughs> the Toxic Turtles are back. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> All right. WWE Championship TLC match. Drew McIntyre, AJ Styles. Um, I say... I say AJ Styles was gonna win. I think so. Think so. Well, yeah. well, I say that Drew McIntyre's gonna win. So there. I think I can see Drew retaining. I don't think AJ is gonna get another run with the title anytime soon. Unfortunately, <sighs> he just needs to leave, go back to Impact, finish out his days there. Be with Gallows and Anderson and now Omega. Yep. All right. So TLC, that's going to be Sunday night. I'm kind of, the card looks okay. I just, there's not really that many matches on here that I want to watch. Like I, right. I, the Fiend versus Orton, especially being a Firefly Inferno match. Like I'm kind of interested to see if that's actually going to be a traditional style Inferno match or something different. Um, definitely the New Day versus the Hurt Business. Drew and AJ should be pretty good. I mean, like, other than that, I'm not... Yeah. Yeah, I got some, like, Meh. coming in. Some deciding if uh, we're going to watch football or if I make them sit through TLC. <laughs> <laughs> Torture them. <laughs> Tor- 
Ventura. Awesome. Make them listen to our podcast. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's get into backtrack here to Tuesday night. Uh, Impact Wrestling. Really only thing notable on here. There are some other stuff on here, but uh, Kenny Omega returns. Him and Don Callis pretty much um, cutting back and forth all night between the two of them and Carl Anderson, um, which I kind of did Saturday night at uh, Final Resolution. Um, so they're trying to hype up Anderson to you know take out to go beat up the machine guns, um, which we get the main event, which is Carl Anderson versus Alex, not Alex Shelley, Chris Saban, which was a pretty solid match. Um, Anderson does pick up the win with a handful of tights. Uh, Rich Swan comes out, who's kind of been trying to sway Anderson not to listen to Omega all night, which Omega pretty much said that Swan was pissing him off. So we had this whole to do with like Gallows or Anderson talking with Swan, and the machine guns come out. Then they start fighting, and then Gallows comes out of nowhere with a big boot. And then we see Omega come out with a wet floor slide, sign and deck uh <laughs> rich swan with it which was awesome oh dude so i don't have any respect for anybody that sells a damn wet floor sign oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me say it though but goosebumps baby kenny omega and the good brothers teaming up at hard to kill impacts next pay-per-view taking on rich swan and the motor city machine guns that's gonna be awesome Bullet Club reunion. I'm I'm so psyched for that. That's man, and that's ah oh man, that's gonna be so good. Can't wait for that. Um, yes, that was impact. The, the biggest thing here, we get into dynamite. Um, rolling with Kenny Omega still. So Omega took on Joey Janela, which was supposed to be one of the championship eliminator matches, but Janela ended up you know being tested for COVID or whatever. And Omega took on Sonny Kiss, which was that match where Omega just dominated Sonny Kiss in less than like five minutes. So this becomes like a no disqualification match. So immediately Janela throws a trash can at Omega to start off the match. The match is pretty good. The match, it was pretty good. Like I, I'm not a fan of Janela as a singles wrestler. But I do enjoy him as, you know, when he's teaming with Sonny Kiss. I think they have a good dynamic as a tag team, and I think that that's where he should probably focus on. I like, I like him as a singles, singles competition. I was like, man, I don't know. He's just, just I don't know. I don't know. It just doesn't, like, really garner my attention, I guess, as a singles competitor. But the match was good, nonetheless. Uh, so Omega ends up picking the win after picking up the win after two V triggers and then the, the one wing angel. Now the biggest opportunity here. <laughs> um, so it's, we had Pop come out and basically you know tell Omega that they're they have unfinished business, but Ray Phoenix won a number one contender battle royal or whatever, but never got his title shot. So Ray Phoenix will get his title shot I think next week or the week after or something like that. Next. It's the it's the, next week. the first week of that, um, <coughs> like whatever they're doing for like the New Year's thing. I don't know if that's okay. next week or not, but 
Because next week, next week's the tag title match after the uh, NBA finals or whatever it is. NBA, yeah. Game. It's not the NBA. They're starting. The Dynamite gets starting preempted. the uh, season. What? Well, whatever. I don't. I don't follow that shit. So, <laughs> so after whatever NBA game is on next week, it's uh, the Bucks versus. Top flight? Is it top flight? Top flight? It's not top flight. It's top the flight. um, it's Max Smashmaster and someone else. The acclaimed. The acclaimed. The yeah, the acclaimed. That's it. Was it Max? Which, yeah. Yeah. Which that the only like real thing about that match that I thought was hilarious is like they came out there like rapping <laughs> to Kazarian and Daniels, and then Kazarian got on the mic and like dissed them back, and I was just cracking up. Said <laughs> it was an action smash. Whatever. Yeah. No, it's Max. Max Smash oh, Master. I thought you said the action smash. No. <laughs> He's excited. Okay, so yeah, so back to Omega versus Janela. So we had Phoenix come out, blah blah blah. The biggest miss on this was having Rich Swan continue the story from Impact. So, why wasn't Swan on on Dynamite? Like Swan should have like got retribution on Kenny Omega. Yeah. Like I don't. That, that's my biggest thing. My biggest takeaway from that is there should have been something involving that. I agree. Like I just I don't know. Like you're supposed to be doing this big cross promotion thing, but so far none of the Impact talent has appeared on Dynamite. It's all been Kenny Omega on impact. That's, that's my biggest thing. Like I just I don't understand it. But um, maybe someone can explain it a little bit more. But yeah. So other stuff that happened uh, on here, we I'll had. Try um, and, uh, I'll try and contact uh, Don Callis for you. See if we can get him on the podcast. God, I get you. Don Callis. Like, hey, what's going on, man? <laughs> Uh, with uh, Thunder Rosa drop a killer promo too, talking about Britt Baker, uh, Britt Baker and Reba Rebel Rebel, not Reba, um, ended up attacking because, because Rosa. Reba was there. Like, had, God damn it! Here's your one chance, fancy all that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably one of the better matches too, better women's matches I've seen on Dynamite in a while. Serena Deeb and Big Swall. Taking on the team of Eva Lee and Diamante, which was a pretty solid tag team match. Quite enjoyed that one. Uh, Cody wrestled. Fuck did Cody wrestle? Um, Mongo met Michael. Shit, I don't fucking remember who he wrestled either. <laughs> I, I don't remember. I don't fucking remember. Oh, um, um, Angelico. <laughs> And Helico, I don't know why I forgot that. And Helico, I was awesome, um. By the way, and Helico is phenomenal, phenomenal. Like I love how he can either go from high flying or be technical. Yeah. So he spent the majority of this match, you know, trying to lock in different submission holds. So he's really showing off his his technical ability in this matchup, which was great. Uh, then, you know, of course, Cody ends up winning with a uh, springboard stunner thing. That John Cena used to do. Yeah, but Cody's oh. is cooler. 
it's like the... <laughs> I don't know. But uh yeah, so after the match, Team Taz comes out and then you know talking about they're gonna come in, you know, beat the shit out of Cody, and then it's Sting. <laughs> Sting comes out and then Santa? the the four of them just kind of walk away. Like really. It snowed. No, it, it snowed was again. funny. It was funny because Hobbs was like, No, I'm gonna go beat the shit out of Sting. I don't care about that baseball bat. And they're all like, No, 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 that baseball bat's gonna kill you. Come on, no, no, it's gonna kill you. No, let's go. We gotta go. <laughs> I'm like, it's a fucking baseball yeah. bat. It's probably gonna break over Hobbs and he's gonna beat the shit out of Sting. Like, dude. Yeah, everyone else, everyone else was backing up. Like two of the biggest guys. On the or one of the biggest guys on the AEW roster in Cage was backing up, but Hobbs was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go beat his ass." And Taz is like, "No, nah, dude, no, 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 another time, another time." I was like, "Really? <laughs> you have two of the biggest dudes on the roster in your stable, <laughs> like, and you're worried about a baseball bat? Just feed them freaking Ricky Starks." <laughs> <laughs> It's the face paint. Yeah, it's intimidating. Then he spent like time like staring at Darby Allen again, which you know, sitting off by himself, being all emo, douchebaggy. Like, oh, oh, oh. Uh, my skateboard's <sighs> broken. I can't come to the ring right now. I can only paint half my face. Go paint half uh, my face. Uh. It's all it's a skull because I'm so oh, emo. It's fucking shit. My favorite. Oh. My favorite movie is Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas 2. Not even my favorite band. My favorite band is Avenged Sevenfold. No, my favorite band is Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> Darby L looks like a Nickelback fan. <laughs> I could hear them now. He's just in the shower taking photographs. <laughs> <laughs> Starting to cry. <laughs> this song is so powerful. It touches me every time. <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> oh, great. The, so that that's pretty much it. Then like Sting winks at Cody. Hey, buddy. Like you just gave Wink. off like creepy uncle vibes. Wink. He winked at him. He's like, hey. Hey. How you doing? I just you winked at you. Am? Hey. I winked at you. You like that little wink over there? I'm just saying, <laughs> who's scared of Sting? Like I would not be scared of Sting. He's terrifying. He's got I, face paint on. It's the face paint. Hey, dude. You're not scared it's of face the paint? face paint. It's the face paint and the thinning hair that scares you. Oh, okay. <laughs> when he walks out on that stage and you know you see the light through his hair, it's yeah. That's Maybe they're afraid part. it's going to snow. Probably. He won't be able to drive home. <laughs> Damn it. He fucking made it snow. No, can't get home. <laughs> Sting's here. It's snowing. We're stuck. <laughs> it's snowing. Go off, fire, go. We got to get home. I'm never going to get so, home with all that snow. 
<laughs> oh man, I love when we go off tangents like this. But <laughs> so I can imagine the production meeting when they're talking about Sting's entrance. And I can see Sting sitting there. He's like, you know what? Back in WCW, I was always jealous of the fact that Glacier's entrance had snow. <laughs> or God. I always thought, how cool would it be for the Stinger to have snow in his or, entrance? Or Sting <laughs> is like a really big Sting is actually no, a Glacier. He's a really big fan of uh, of uh, Disney's Frozen, and Elsa is like his favorite. <laughs> He's sitting back in Gorilla going, let it go. Let, let it go. Are <laughs> 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 he's doing that or he's doing that little calling thing from Frozen 2 is like ah <laughs> then his music comes on. <laughs> Oh man. Okay. So that's the uh, that's our get in the ring segment. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be back with the retro review. We're taking a look at ECW Hardcore TV, the final ECW television broadcast from December 30th or December 31st, depending on what site you're looking at, because I've seen like two different dates for it. So we'll look at that and then we'll get into the WrestleGeddon Wrestling Federation Week 3. We'll drop those on you as well. We'll go over voting results for Week 2 and give you the total so far. And then to round out the show, we got the theme of the week, which is Carl's Pick, which is always something way out there. No, not <laughs> always. From the, uh, the Memphis days. No, they all played like regular music. We can't play none of their music. we be like, oh, yeah. Uh... We can't play any of the music that we play on here. No, I'm talking about like it's like, <laughs> like every... they came out to like regular like pop chart songs. They didn't come out to fucking oh they yeah, didn't come out to like shit that they like. The only people I remember having like their own music is like uh, Boogie Woogie, uh, uh, Man Richie Valent when he like showed up. He had like his own song. Adrian Adrian Street had his own song. But like Brian Christopher came out to like too sexy and because um, he was because he was too sexy. To bad the bone. Um, too sexy for my chair. Too sexy for my <laughs> knows that song very well. I do indeed. <laughs> awesome. All right, guys. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back after a quick word from one of our sponsors or like a PSA thing. It all depends on what I put in here when I'm editing. But anyway, we'll be right back. All right, y'all, we are back. So let's get into the retro review. Like I said, this week we're... God, what a terrible-ass fucking show. <laughs> hey, not all of them are going to be, like, you know, amazing. So. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know. So this As was... Carl put it, if it's really bad, there's a reason why it shut down. <laughs> yeah, Paul Heyman yeah. mismanaging finances. <laughs> yeah, um... 
So uh, when you're watching like the the last like the the last review and the last episode of Nitro, you're like, man, like they probably could have saved WCW. Like you know, it was a TV deal that fucked it up for um fucked it up for everybody. Yep. Uh, but like watching the uh the last episode of Hardcore TV, we ain't watched the last review yet, but watching uh. The last episode of Hardcore TV, you're kind of like, uh, yeah, I kind of see why they went out of business. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was um, yep. it was bad. So, so this was from uh December 30th, or like I said, December 31st, 2000, depending on what where you're getting your information from. I think it just depends on what the air date was at your uh, the channel that you're watching it on. Um. So we kicked off the show with uh, Doring and Roadkill defending the ECW Tag Team Championships against the Baldies. <laughs> so this one, like, Doring and Roadkill end up picking up the win. There was a ref bump where the ref was down for a little bit. There's a new ref that comes out. Apparently, he's a crooked ref, as Joey Styles calls out. And then um, all of a sudden, you hear Taz's music. But it's not Taz's ECW music. It's Taz's WWE music because he's still under contract with WWE at this time. So Taz comes out, locks in the Taz mission on the ref, and then Doring and Roadkill are able to pick up the pin and retain the tag team titles. And then Taz cuts a promo putting over Doring and Roadkill. So like, it was cool to see Taz. You're going to get the welcome home chance from Taz or welcome back or whatever. And then the Taz mission or the Kazahajame, as Joey Styles likes to say. The match itself, like nothing to get. I love Doring and Roadkill, but it, it was bad. But it was probably like the best match on here was the main event, which we'll get into in a little bit, but it was it was pretty bad, though. So. Just terrible. <laughs> oh, what are your guys' thoughts on that one? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it just seemed like a it was a match. Going on, <laughs> it was a match. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I guess like <laughs> best review ever. It was a match. <laughs> I mean, you know, at least like you know they got in the ring and you know they wrestled. <laughs> they, they did something. <laughs> it's like not gonna be on like the all-time best uh, or anything like that. It's not gonna make worse. any highlight reels. So. <laughs> I don't even think it would make an all-time worst list, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> it's just—I mean, that like, I never up to. Uh, the, I never probably would have seen and, it. Uh, for Jerry Lawler at WrestleMania. <laughs> oh, it was so bad. Oh, we go. <laughs> there, there's so much on this show that was, that was just so bad. We go to a backstage segment with a uh, Cyrus. This, this is the best uh, part which of. Is, the... <laughs> Which is uh, for those that don't know, this is Don Callis, um, who okay. who used to be I the Jackal. To make sure. Yeah, because God so... damn it, the whole fucking pay- whole show 
I'm like, this long haired bastard looks just like fucking Don Callis. It's gotta yeah, be. Yeah, this is... I couldn't really hear anything. Yeah, this is Don Callis. So um so he's back there and he calls Jerry Lynn to you know come talk to him. He's like, Jerry, I gotta, you know, this kid here, you know, hey, you know, tell him who your favorite wrestler is. And the kid goes, Rob, Van, damn. And Jerry Lynn gets pissed. He's like, he doesn't even fucking work here anymore. <laughs> yeah. he, fucking, he storms out. He's like, Rob Van Dam. He's like, come on, I'm still here. He's not here anymore. What the fuck was <laughs> uh, Jerry Lynn wearing? I was like, dude, like you gotta get some I style, just... man. <laughs> like this is like 2000, but he's dressed like fucking like 1996 or something. <laughs> Oh, this little Cyrus looks at the kid in here. So here's three bucks. <laughs> Go get some candy or something. So he paid the kid to tell Jerry Lynn his favorite wrestler is Rob Van Dam. <laughs> I was hoping, was the, like kid the, was, I was hoping the kid was going to take a bump, but he didn't. <laughs> Jerry Lynn super kick him. That's <laughs> what <laughs> would have done over well. Uh, that's great. So that kid was, was that like, kid. Well, that kid was actually Kid Cash. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So we go from that to another segment. Francine's apparently waiting for Justin Credible to show up. So finally shows up. He's got like freaking like, um, was it like Missy Hyatt or someone? Somebody Missy Hyatt Jet. Somebody in the car was like laying down, like covered up, like and then like a job or something. Yeah, <laughs> my new one for getting to the show, and um, she starts going off on like she walk, walks away, and then the chick in the car starts going off on Justin Incredible. She's like, "Why you put up with that?" Well, well, she does nag, 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 nag. You're like, I thought she never shut up, and she's basically doing the same thing that Francine was doing to him. And he's like, "Yeah, I know what you mean." Like, really? <laughs> but it's it pretty much like she popped up Which late. My whole point is, is why is she mad that he showed up late? He's not wrestling on the show. Exactly. And then he's talking about the whole entire time. He's like, I'm leaving with the ECW championship tonight. You're not wrestling, dude. I think, uh, <laughs> I think, like, I don't, like, this from watching this, I think this is like a bunch of different, like, tape segments that they like edited together Parker show. Yeah. A lot of this stuff didn't make sense. Like the only actual segments on here, like backstage segments that made sense was the uh the Cyrus Jerry Lynn one and then the CW Anderson and Tommy Dreamer promos. Those are the only ones that made sense out of everything. Yeah, I think by this point like whoever like they paid to edit the videos like had left the company. I'm like fuck it I don't care <laughs> so you got Tommy Dreamer sitting in front of like a Windows XP computer editing video <laughs> right or Windows sorry Windows 99 this is actually this is probably like uh, way with too advanced they probably have like VHS tapes that they're fucking like yeah. recording over <laughs> Paul Heyman refused to pay for the upgrade to 98 from 98 to 99 <laughs> Oh man. So you go from that. 
Then you go to number one contender tag team title match, number one contender for the tag team titles between Balls Mahoney and Nova taking on the team of Hot Commodity. Now, Hot Commodity, you may recognize Easy Money, who we talked about on the last yeah. um, W pay-per-view. Under uh, Jason Jett. Yeah. Now, the cool thing with that is he actually was showcased a little bit more on this match than he was in his WCW match with Kiwi. Dude hit a standing moonsault, Kiwi. hit a buckshot lariat. He was actually pretty, pretty nimble for a big dude. Which was very surprising. So, like that's probably why he got picked up by easy, by WCW those last few months out there in business. But it's those tights are ugly. like, like it, those are like the ugliest tights. Yeah, those were terrible. I mean, but his his in ring performance was pretty solid in this matchup. Um, he was a uh, tag team partner was Julio De Niro, who actually used to be uh, Kid Cash's tag partner before Kid Cash left the company. Oh, yeah. Well, this match wasn't bad. You had your typical spots from uh, Balls Mahoney with the, the punches um, in the ring where, you know, the crowd would chant balls with every hit and then, you know, the corner and stuff like that. And uh, Nova's return was pretty much pre Simon Dean. This was a few years before Nova became Simon Dean. So that was pretty good. But easy, commod- easy money, easy money, hot commodity right. picked up the win on this match. So they'll go on to Guilty as Charge to take on um, Danny Doring and Roadkill for the ECW Tag Team titles. Uh, that was pretty solid. Uh, another backstage segment, Just Incredible, Francine. Uh, Blue Meanie comes up out of nowhere. Apparently, like, Blue Meanie is representing Just Incredible now. Yeah, that was weird. That's what the It's a Blue Meanie. It's like he was trying to be, like, the Godfather, but the blue meanie like so like the blue father who knows the father of blue ball couldn't tell you it was just kind of weird but it's cool to see the blue meanie i like the blue meanie uh we go from that to a cw anderson promo uh talk about how he made dreamer tap and he's gonna do it again at guilty as charged then we get a promo from AJ Styles and Joe Gertner to promote Guilty as Charged. <laughs> uh, I'm laughing because of Joe Gertner. <laughs> Joe Gertner always has some of the best damn like introductions for himself that is just freaking amazing. Like, <laughs> fucking love Joe Gertner. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, let me see if I can find what he said. I'm surprised, like, he never uh, did, like, make it on WWE. Like, I mean, because the Attitude Era stuff was so kind of... Attitude Era, yeah, he would have, uh... He would have went over, like, so quick in the Attitude Era. Man, this this is like the hardest part of finding like quotes from Joel Gertner because they always give you like the same ones over and over again. Yeah. 
Come on. But yeah, Joe Gertner is freaking awesome. So, so they're just running down like video packages, uh, like the matches and stuff like that. So, like just to give you an example of something, because I can't find the exact thing that he said on here, but uh, <laughs> this one was one of my favorites. Joel, just like the Rubik's Cube, the more you play with it, the harder it gets, Gertner. <laughs> I mean, we could probably do an entire episode just on Joel Gertner quotes. <laughs> uh, squeeze my lemon so the juice runs down my leg. Oh, this this is good. Joel, bigger and better than the Titanic because only 400 women went down on the Titanic Gertner. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. <laughs> Let's get back into this. Uh, so we had that. Then we got the uh, the main event, Joey Styles versus Christian York. Uh, with Christian York is someone who may look familiar, uh, Joey Matthews. Garrett. What? Here? I'm here. Joey what? Matthews. Who's who's Joey Matthews? Joey Matthews? I don't fucking yes. who, remember. Who did Joey Matthews look like? He looked like Joey Matthews. I don't fucking know. Did you make it far in the episode? Yeah. I was watching it, but I wasn't really paying attention to the Joey, this match. I mean, because I was too paying attention to Drew Lynn and him fucking wrestling. Picture picture him bald in a suit standing next to Jamie Noble. Yeah. <laughs> then he would be Joey Mercury. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. So this match is pretty good. Uh, Christian York's a phenomenal talent, and we, call, we all know Jerry Lynn's a fucking legend, so that was great. Great match up there. Um, I don't think there was nothing. There wasn't really anything else that happened at the end of that match besides, like, um, yeah, that's I don't remember anything else that happened after that. Um, then we had a promo with Tommy Dreamer. He ends up getting attacked by C.W. Anderson to close out the show. And that'll set up um, Anderson versus Dreamer for Guilty as Charge, which is the final ECW pay-per-view, which we'll look at next week. So, overall thoughts, Hardcore TV, we all pretty much agreed that it sucked. Sucked. All of it sucked. None of it's good. <laughs> it all sucked. Uh, but it was still, there was still some fun in there. Like, it's cool. Like it's fun to go back and watch stuff with Balls Mahoney. Um, like if you're not familiar with Balls Mahoney, you should definitely check out some of his stuff with um, Sato Tanaka. Like awesome. Um, his tag teaming with uh, Axel Rotten. Just so much fun stuff with Balls Mahoney, especially in the early ECW days. Uh, they're him and uh, Axel Rotten feuding with the, the Dudleys, the gangsters, so much stuff in there. Uh, definitely check that out. Um, if you get a chance and you want to watch some bad ECW TV, Hardcore TV, December 30th or 31st, 2000. I believe on the network it is December 30th, but it will be the final entry for Hardcore TV. I would recommend watching and like I said, next week, older ECW. Uh... Yeah, definitely before that. Like, the biggest thing that was lacking with this is like 
outside of uh, I think Rhino was still the company at this time because yeah, Rhino was the um, ECW champion. So Rhino's still the company. That's probably the biggest name on here besides Jerry Lynn, but uh, and just incredible. But all of your bigger name talent had pretty much left ECW at that point, like especially you know franchise. Uh, Shane Douglas was in WCW at this time. Deadly Boys were gone. Um, RVD was gone. Dudley's RVD's gone. Lance Storm's gone. Bam Bam Bigelow, Taz, uh, Mike Awesome. So, like, all your huge name stars in ECW were, were gone at this point. And I think that was part of the issue is once they started, once their bigger name talent started getting poached, that is just like went downhill from there. But I will give Tommy Dreamer credit. He was there from the beginning and stayed till the end. So he pretty much was, you know, live, die, bled ECW from day one. Huge props to Dreamer on that. (laughs) All right, guys, let's get into the WrestleGeddon Wrestling Federation, which, as always, is sponsored by the DailyShopStop.com. Your one-stop shop for all your cool gadgets and workout gear. 50% off the entire site and free shipping on orders over $100. Check it out. They got some cool Christmas stuff up there, too. Um, lots of fun stuff. Some cool gadgets, workout gear, like I said. Some wireless earbuds, stuff like that. So definitely check that out, uh, especially if you're a big fitness guru. Get your stuff on there to make your workout a little easier. So. All right, so voting results for this week. Our money shot. I'm getting the pity votes. Thank you, guys. I just want to thank you, everyone who's been voting for me. I need all the pity I can get. I appreciate <laughs> each and every one of you. But but Carl is getting the most important vote. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows who my one uh, vote is, and I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> so money shot with two votes last week saturday night special with one and heat wave with one uh putting money shot in the lead pretty big lead here well besides at least against me so money shot's got five i'm at two and saturday night special is at three so pretty close between money shot and saturday night special unless there's some sort of christmas miracle your boy might be singing some karaoke here in a couple of weeks. But it's all good. It is all good. All right. So let's get into the shows this week. We're looking at week three for the month of December. And this will be the final show before our pay per views next week. Then the following we week, we'll get you. We're going to record earlier. Um, I was kind of looking possibly Wednesday night, depending on what y'all schedules was like. Okay. Yeah. We'll talk about it. After we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that. Hmm. Yeah. Get the deets hammered out on that one. Yeah. All right. So I think I'll go first this week. Okay. I think you guys have first the last couple weeks in a row, so I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll bite the bullet this week and kick things off for us. So 
All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting edition of Heat Wave. We're a week away from holiday hell, and tonight we will determine the final two competitors for the Intercontinental Championship, plus world champion Jordan Grace teams with the television champion Mia Yim to take on their respective challengers, Mickey James and Piper Niven. But we're going to kick things off. Sensational Sherry is out on the stage with a mic, and she has this to say. So Holiday Hell is already shaping up to be a night to remember, but I'm here to make it even more memorable. At Holiday Hell, six women will compete in a Santa's Bag ladder match. Santa's Bag will be hung above the ring. The first woman to climb the ladder and retrieve it will be granted a contract for a title match of their choosing at our next event, Original Sin, in January. The six competitors will be in action next in a six-woman tag team match. Good luck, ladies, and may the best woman win. So we kick things off. Six-woman tag team match with your competitors for the Santa's Bag ladder match. One team, we've got Victoria, Ivelisse, and Awesome Kong versus Trish Stratus, Gail Kim, and Nikki Cross. So Trish, Gail, and Cross pick up the win after Gail Kim hits eat defeat on Victoria. And then next up, we've got one of, our, uh, one of our Intercontinental title tournament semifinals with Hikaru Shida taking on Su Young. Su Young defeats Shida with a panic switch after dodging Shida's running knee. And Su will advance to the finals at Holiday Hell for the IC title. Then our final semifinal match. We'll see Ember Moon take on Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa picks up the win after putting Ember away with the Thunder Driver. Which actually, yeah, I messed that up. That should be the La Rosa driver. So, here we go. So, the finals of the Intercontinental Tournament will be Sue Young taking on Thunder Rosa at Holiday Hell. And then we've got singles competition. We have Allie teaming up with Rose, or Allie with Rosemary at ringside, taking on Angelina Love with Madison Rain. At ringside as well. Allie picks up a win after a failed distraction from Madison Rain. After the match, all four women start brawling. Demon bunnies start to get the upper hand until Velvet Sky hits the ring and lays them out with a chair. Beautiful people hit both Allie and Rosemary with a makeover. And then we cut to a backstage promo. Thunder Rosa's walking down the hallway. Lights flicker and behind Thunder Rosa... We see Sue Young's undead bridesmaids appear and disappear. Lights go completely out and come back on, and Sue Young appears in front of Thunder Rosa. Sue spits a red mist in the face, in Thunder Rosa's face, and applies a mandible claw, taking Thunder Rosa down. Lights go out, come back on again, and Sue is gone while Thunder Rosa is left laying in the hallway. And then tonight's main event, we have tag team action. Jordan Grace and Mia Yim. The world champion and the television champion taking on Mickey James and Piper Niven. Mickey James and Piper Niven pick up the win after Mickey hits me again with the Mick kick as Jordan Grace brawled with Niven on the outside. And that will close the show with Mickey James and Piper Niven standing tall. Awesome. <sighs> Well, I'll, uh, I'll go next. I'll leave uh, Carl's best show ever for last. <laughs> coming to you from a bar in Nashville. Even though you have to say it right. Hey, coming at you <laughs> from a bar 
in Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> money shot, money shot. Let's get this show. All right. All right. My first match of the night, a money shot wrestling, is AJ Styles versus Kota Ibushi. AJ Styles is the Styles Clash. Take up the win. He will. He is in a. He is going to be part of the main event tonight, where the winner of him, him, and another match later tonight will be able to face Finn Balor at the pay per view. Match two is Mercedes Martinez versus Kaylee Ray. Martinez Martinez ends up picking up the win with the air raid crash. Uh, she is pissed the hell off, losing her title. And wants Ripley again. Ripley accepts, but says she wants to destroy this bitch in a steel cage. Match three is the second match for the main event. It is Naito versus Adam Cole. Naito hits Destino on Cole to move on to the main event. Backstage, we have the gorgeous gods getting interviewed. And they're saying they're tired of DIY. And they're gonna settle this shit, and they're gonna beat the hell out of them, and they're not gonna get another title shot as long as they have it. If they lose, my match four is Chris Jericho versus Shelton Benjamin, which was set up last week. Jericho hits Benjamin with a Judas effect and will face Big E for money shot title. And my match five, as I said, is AJ Styles versus Naito. And Naito picks up the win, and he will face Bout at the paper. And Naito ends the show. Stand and tall. Wow. All right. Are we ready for? Let me find my page. I probably should have put it up. All right. <laughs> uh, um, trying to decide if I should. Um, now nah, I'll, I'll go ahead with what I wrote. All right. So coming at you live from a bar in Nashville, Tennessee. Like always, that limo pulls up. Who pops out of the uh, limo? Why, it's good old St. Nick. With a big old bag of goodies. Um, and uh, he's uh, saying that tonight there's going to be a main event. Uh, and it's going to be a Naughty Santa's match. Uh, but we'll get more to the details when we get to the main event. Uh, as we know, we're having a, uh, a, a, a title tournament. The Rock and Kurt Angle is going to start off uh, round two. Uh, the Rock picks up uh, the victory by hitting uh, the Rock bottom, followed by the people's elbow on Kurt Angle. Uh, Diamond Dallas Page versus Mr. Perfect. Mr. Perfect uh, wins this match uh, with uh, help uh, from the Four Horsemen uh, to advance on to uh, Nick Cramp. Then we see uh, Rob Van Dam uh, versus Scott Steiner with 
Scott Steiner picking up the win on RVD. Hitting him with that Steiner recliner. Probably one of the best finishing moves from the 90s. Uh, and then we have Jeff Jarrett versus the superstar, Bill Dundee. So Jeff Jarrett picking up the victory with the figure four leg lock from Bill, Bill Dundee. Advancing to the final match. Well, not the final match, but to the next round. Uh, then next up, we have the main event. And it's a Naughty Santa's match. We're going to see a eight-man uh, hardcore match. And the way this match works is that each wrestler gets a present from Santa's bag. And it is a weapon that they can use throughout the match. Uh, the stipulation is that you have to use your weapon. You're not allowed to use anyone else's weapon. You'll be disqualified. That's the only disqualification there is in this match. Uh, so, uh, first out to the ring, we have Ric Flair. He grabs his gift from Santa. He unwraps it. What did Ric Flair get for Christmas? He got a steel chair. Next up, we got Sabu coming to the ring. He pulls out his gift from Santa's bag. What'd you get, Sabu? Oh, he got a kendo stick. Next out to the ring, we have Cactus Jack. Cactus Jack unwraps his present. What'd he get? A good old barbed wire bat. Jerry King Lawyer gets a small gift. He opens it up. What is it? A steel chain. Followed by MJF coming to the ring, unwrapping his gift. He gets a pair of brass nuts. Eddie Guerrero gets the old roll of nickels for his weapon. Uh, Jay Lethal comes out. He gets a crutch. And then finally we have CM Punk reaching in his, uh, reaching in the bag. And what does CM Punk get? Well, he gets a hubcap for his weapon. Um... Both, uh, you know, Ric Flair and Derrick King Lawyer get pretty bloody. Uh, Texas Jack hits Ric Flair off the bat with his uh, baseball bat with barbed wire. Uh, people are thinking that uh, Texas Jack might be part of Derrick King Lawyer's uh, Memphis uh, Mafia because, you know, him and uh, Jerry Lawyer double teaming Ric Flair. But then Texas Jack uses that bat and swings it on Jerry Lawyer uh, to take him down as well. Sabu gets disqualified because he uses uh, Ric Flair's uh, still tear to do a, a moonsault to the outside of the ring. Uh, so he has to vacate the, the ring. Um, uh, Sabu ends up um, uh, taking out um, uh, CM Punk uh, before he gets kicked out of the, uh, the arena and disqualified. So that allows De Lethal to get a pin on CM Punk. Uh, Eddie Guerrero and MJF are having uh, their battle. Uh, Eddie Guerrero hits uh, MJF uh, with his uh, fistful of uh, nickel uh, and knocks MJF out, uh, gets the pin, uh, but not after he gets hit in the back uh, by uh, Cassius Jack with his barbed wire uh, bat. Um, so uh, Cassius Jack pins MJF. Which leads uh, um, uh, Ric Flair 
and uh, Jerry King Lawyer and Cassius Jack. Um, Jerry King Lawyer hits Rick Flair with a chain, gets a pin. Cassius Jack then uh, uh, hits um, uh, Jerry King Lawyer, and uh, Cassius Jack is your winner. Santa comes back down to the ring. Who is good old Santa Claus? While it's uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. And he tells Cactus uh, Jack that the best gift of all is what uh, Santa's going to give him. He gives him a stunner and tells him he's the number one contender for the title at the pay-per-view. You don't know how hard that was not to laugh because I can't mute with my headphones. So like I had to like not laugh. <laughs> a roll of nickels. I was crying. I was like, I'm not laughing hard. <laughs> That's so great. Greatest, greatest (laughs) weapon ever. (laughs) Oh, awesome. So, so that is your week three for December for the WrestleGeddon Wrestling Federation. So, be sure to find the post on Twitter where you can vote for which show you thought was better this week. And remember, at the end of all four weeks, we'll total up the votes, and the lowest amount of votes will be singing some random karaoke, which is probably going to be me. Unless there is some Christmas miracle, or I create like six different Twitter accounts and just vote for myself. If you do that, you're automatically going to sing. <laughs> You'll never know. Says you. <laughs> Oh, awesome. So, all right. So that's going to wrap up another edition of the Russell Gunn podcast. I appreciate you. Well, we appreciate you guys listening, taking some time out your day, out your week, giving us you know, a couple hours here and there to check us out. Um, like I said earlier in the show, be sure to post a screenshot of your phone listening to the Russell Gunn podcast. Uh, you can post that on the pin tweet on our Twitter, um, or you can just post it and tag us to be entered to win a WrestleGeddon podcast t-shirt. So pretty cool. So just like I said, our way of saying thanks. Uh, and of course, we're going to end the show with the theme of the week. Carl, what you got for the theme um, of the week? I'm trying to I'm trying to look up to find the name of it now, but I don't know. I'm not having a good look. It's no, I'm not staying. having a good with it, but I want to go with the um, the Christian theme song. I think it's like the last one before he went to TNA. The one that's like Christian. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, that one. Yeah, I know what I'm talking about. At last, you're on yeah. your own. Yeah. That one. Right. That's the one before he came back, or. Was, uh, yeah. the chick singing no that the one, one, um, you the one t- he actually had the yeah that was the one before he left because the TNA one was kind of a play was kind of like a rip off of his la- his theme that he uses yeah, I'm talking now. about the one that's like because yeah, it was a different band like, uh, has like the pyro that comes down and it's like it starts off it's like you know what I'm talking about yeah, yeah. I can't. I know who the band was. I can't remember the name though. But yeah, yeah, we can do that. 
Maybe I'll use his impact theme as a bump too, because I love that one too. Rock and roll. All right, guys. So thank you all for checking this out. This has been episode 71 of the WrestleGeddon podcast, and we'll chat with you guys next week. We'll go through uh, TLC results. I'm sure we'll have some more of Kenny Omega on impact as we build to um, Hard to Kill in January. Uh, we got all kinds of stuff going on, and we'll hit you with our pay-per-views for the WrestleGeddon Wrestling Federation. It's going to be make or break time. Who's singing karaoke the week after that? That is in your hands. Later, Marks. Bye, bitches.